All right, welcome to the Renaissance Gentleman Podcast, where we discuss being a man in today's increasingly feminine culture. So we are back. It is December 3rd. It's been two weeks since we did our last recording. 28 days of this stinking year left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so today we have a couple different topics. Um, we all wrote a one-year plan. So kind of laid out our plans for the next year. I don't know. Everybody has a probably look different. We haven't talked about them yet. We're going to talk a little bit about our push-up challenge that we all did or didn't do. <laughs> uh, and then I wrote here a check-in on the books that we started reading. And then the topic for today is big tech. So those are our four things. Um, should we start with the one-year plans? Sure. Sure. Okay. Uh, why don't we just everybody introduce themselves again real quick. And then we'll get started. So I'm Isaac Hill. I'm the teacher in the group. I'm Peter Groom. I'm the group idiot. <laughs> the old man in the group, too. I'm, forget about I'm Zach. I'm just a feeble warehouse worker. And I'm Wes, and I, I, sell, I sell guns. All right. So. Way to flex there, Wes. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, you want to start us off with your one-year plan? Sure. Now, I'm sure this will be added to, because I wrote this three hours ago. <clears throat> but, so I did it more like a checklist as opposed to a letter or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, first thing I wrote was lose 50 pounds, because that is something that the doctor told me to do. That's a big goal. It is a big goal. But I think with a year, it should be attainable if I actually work at it. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I wrote was being was working on being self-disciplined because so I'm actually going to tie in my uh, push-up challenge with this because this showed me how just how little self self-discipline. If I can learn to talk tonight, that'd be great. How little self-discipline I actually have, since I only did the challenge, technically completed it one day, and I had two weeks to go, so (laughs) (laughs) missed 13 days on it, that's great. (laughs) So I feel like that would be a good thing to work on in the next year. Uh, And then I wanted to get my own house or apartment within the next year. Um, Start my welding courses again and move into a career that I actually want to be working in. And kind of also too starting to focus on resurrecting some hobbies like woodworking. Haven't really done that in a couple years so it'd be fun to get back into that. Mm -hmm. And then uh, 
practice archery for about an hour every day. Uh, Isaac, you'll appreciate this one. I want to get my bench up to 250. All right. <laughs> I got a bench goal here, too. So. Why don't you just 225? That's two big plates. Huh? That's a good goal. That's a good goal. 225, that's two big plates on the other side. What was you guys' max, like, back in high school? Or back in high school? Like, college days. 205. My max ever was 295. That's... I was trying to get to 300. I, I, get I was there when he did it. it yeah. Was, it was impressive. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you then, I was pretty turned on by it. <laughs> it's, I, Peter. I'm, I'm kidding. We're kidding. I assume you guys were at the Thousand Pound Club. No, I mean, we were. that was one of the things I was kind of trying to do, but I never got into squats and deadlifts a whole lot. No. I, I, squats and deadlifts haven't really been my thing except for like the last year and that's only because the program I'm using is written by a semi-retired power lifter she's a freaking monster yeah I thought it was a woman I was like it's a girl <laughs> yeah she's like 5'3 and just jacked as fuck we got into deadlifting for a while you and me at peak yeah cause we were doing that that was that program she was yeah oh, I'd do some deadlifting with you guys <clears throat> I, yeah that's fun I like it deadlifting I, it goes. I I don't have the correct form, and even at like a mere 135, mm-hmm. it goes straight to my back. Like, yeah, you're doing it wrong. You're doing I, it wrong. I, I know. Mm-hmm. I, even when I'm doing everything right, I just feel it only in my back. And I asked the trainer at college. I said, "Why do I only feel it in my back?" He goes, "Well, you should be feeling some in your back." I said, "I don't want to feel it in my back." <laughs> yeah. Because that fucking hurts. Yeah. <laughs> so I went to the hex bar deadlift and crushing those because <laughs> that's so much better I actually, want, I actually want to try those hex bar deadlifts are so I much like better I've heard there. great things about them it's oh, pretty it, sweet it puts the weight back yeah. and so you can actually go straight up instead of having to go out and up oh they're so much better for your legs and for your back and oh I would I could yeah, get up to 525 no you don't see like me and Isaac actually had an old lifter at peak actually come up to us one day he was waiting for the deadlift station Mm. and so while he was waiting he was just kind of casually watching me and Isaac deadlift like creepy old men do at the gym (laughs) which it actually turned out to be good because he offering us money to go home (laughs) (laughs) 20 bucks just quit what you're doing now boys no he was nice no yeah he was pretty cool he actually it it ended up being good because he corrected our form with deadlift mm. actually showed us how to do it and stood there and like coached us for like a couple minutes yeah yeah. okay so bench to uh, 250 or mm. I think it should be 225 but 225 to 250 somewhere in there yeah. I'd be happy mm-hmm. okay I'm happy <laughs> what else you got that was it that was it yeah that's pretty good that's a lot that archery it's a lot it's a lot. Archery, well, archery is a lot. Yeah, a lot. Well, archery—that's because I bow hunt, and I—I I had to take this year off because I didn't feel good about it because I didn't practice enough. Mm. So, so dude, would you start? I got a crossbow. He brought it over, and I got the shoot. I'm like, ah. <laughs> Crossbows are fun, man. I never good. shot one before the uh, the other day. I was like, dang. I never shot one. That sounds awesome. It's fun, dude. 
he, he killed the deer with it too so oh. he didn't get to bring the deer meat this time but he'll bring it over Christmas so I'm excited for that that's <laughs> awesome but the hour the hour a day would that be closer to hunting season like starting next summer or would you just do it for that the would rest of that day? would probably start in the spring okay. after winter yeah no the, the one way I could do it year round with our climate here in the Midwest there is a thing called an acubo and what that is is it's it's basically just a perfectly formed compound bow with a rubber band on it basically like a really well, you get some practice in then and what it does is it has a laser on it so and you can you can either aim the laser at the wall or if you want to spend the extra money you can get the the program and aim it at the TV and that'll record to your phone how steady you are <laughs> and all that fun stuff but what that does is since it's not it doesn't have any let off like a compound bow has um. so what it does is it just keeps the muscles in your back tuned so when you actually do go to pull your bow it the muscles are there they're strong they're fit so when you pick up your actual bow, you're not feeling like, oh, I haven't done this in a long time. Yeah. It's meant to feel easier. So you can go from 50, like, really light, I think it's like 20 pounds, all the way up to well over 100 pounds. And sit there and just build those muscles in your back. And it's meant for you to hold your form and, like I say, keep those muscles good, strong, nice and warm, used to the movement. And that would be a good alternative for winter, or like really rainy days, I think. Mm -hmm. I just was willing to invest the money in that. How much of those do I usually run? <clears throat> 130 to like 200, something like that. Okay. I mean, they're not terrible. Just something I just never think of purchasing. Yeah. So. Yeah. Wes, one-year plan? One-year plan. And mine's kind of the same line as yours. It's not really a following a date. It's a checklist. Um, in a, a year from now, I'd like to be starting the apprenticeship as a pipe fitter. Hey. Hey. Um, all right. I'm yeah. joining you on that. Yeah. I would... Right? Yeah, Coast Guard. Didn't work. We'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so I'd, I'd love to be starting my apprenticeship. Um, my dad is a pipe fitter. My grandfather is a pipe fitter. My great-grandfather's family were all pipefitter plumbers, you know, stuff like that. So it's kind of in the family. Um, not only did it make pretty good money, but, you know, it's an honest trade. You know, it's something I can use for the rest of my life, not to mention I can literally go anywhere in the U.S. and have a job. Mm -hmm. So that'd be cool. Um, another one would be <laughs> be in a healthy relationship. Um, you know, I like to have a girlfriend at least once in a year <laughs> mm -hmm. um but you know not something that you just rush into so a healthy relationship would be great um i'd like to have half of my student debt paid off um i'm currently not paying rent i'm not paying for food i'm not paying for a lot of things because i'm living at home so instead of just paying for it on guns and fun be probably towards that student debt 
How much is your student debt? Um, it's not too bad. My parents really helped me out. Um, right now it's around 20000 Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So I'd like to have about half of it paid off. Um, and then I'd also like to finish paying off my car. I think I have around 3000 left on it. And then with that, maybe maybe uh, purchase a truck um, or trade it or something like that. So, can I can I make a recommendation on the truck thing? Yeah, don't go as new as I did. <laughs> it's freaking expensive. As nice as it is. Yeah. I mean, you can find an older car that an older truck with all the same features as mine or yeah. more for less. Yeah. So. Um, that's kind of. Yeah, I'm kind of was thinking about that too. It doesn't have to be new. Yeah. Um, I'm also uh, o- over the course of starting since probably last September, I've been slowly writing a musical. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to be at least halfway done with it. So right now I have like a quarter of the first act done. So I'd like to be halfway done with that. Wes, very interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's musical. Good yeah. for you. I could not... If, uh, I don't want to know where to if start. If you want <laughs> singers and actors for it, I can hook you up with my cousin who's an actor and a singer. Mm. I just... I need somebody to help write the songs. That's... He I mean, might I can, be able to help you with that, too. Yeah. Okay. We'll keep that in mind. And then, last but not least, have a larger <laughs> audience and a stronger social media presence for the podcasts. So, <laughs> good goal. I like that. It's a good goal. <laughs> <laughs> that could not have come at a more inconvenient time. <laughs> oh. Teach Peter how to smoke a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Nice. Oh, don't suck it so hard. Got it. <laughs> Got it. <clears throat> That's kind of where I was at. Um, you know, if I do half the things on here... Um, in a year's time, I'll be more than happy, more than pleased. But, you know, it's nice to have a goal. Those are some lofty goals, paying off half your student debt and your car. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot. Those are cool. Zach? So, um, my one-year plan, I kind of went month to month. It's very same month to month, so I'll give you, uh, it's very structured. So I'll give you one month of it, but the overall goals, um, I want to move out by next November of uh, my house. It's getting time to where it needs to happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, button yeah. heads, button heads with my parents too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to invest two thousand dollars this year. Um, and I want. I also want to save for a fourplex uh, and buy with an FHA loan. And basically, what an FHA loan will let me do is buy uh, as a first-time property buyer. I will be able to buy, put a down payment of only three and a half percent down for the actual thing. Nice. So, I'm looking at the fourplexes or duplexes, basically, using FHA loan and living it and rent out the the other apartments to the other people. Right. Yeah. Have it paid off within five to six, five to eight years, depending on if I live in it, if I don't live in it. Um, that makes a significant difference. But basically saving for that. So um, it's pretty, <laughs> for month one, this is what all the other months look like. Uh, save save uh, 100 for investment, put 75 away for rent. So the rent is for money to move out with. 
and then the 200 or no the 100 is for uh for the fourplex or the duplex mm-hmm. um and the investment and then i tacked another 50 to 75 on a month for the investment in index funds uh yeah, index funds mainly, but so it's it's a lot of financial goals because that's what I've been thinking about a lot lately. And then I also want to be able to. I want my six pack back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that's another goal for this year is getting my six pack back. That's more of a more of a physical goal. So, so what's it like having a six pack? I, I had it in high school, and I want it back. <laughs> But it was nice. It was like, I have it so I can eat whatever I want and still do sit-ups? Or is it like, no, i got to keep this thing going? No, it's not that I want this. Like, okay. I, I want this. Um, it's a physical goal. I'm tired of my belly. I know it's small, but I... Preach, from, brother. <laughs> from going from a six-pack to what I have now, I'm like... Uh, no. <laughs> is, is that like, I'm going to prove myself wrong? Or is that like, for you... Just, I want it just because I want it. It's something I had and I want it back. Okay. <laughs> so my goals were, I did five categories. Oh my gosh. Uh, so one, the one category was finance. Um, so I already looked into this and I've, I've got it set up already, but I'm going to invest in a Roth IRA. And I think I'd like to do at least 250 a month. The max you can do is 6500 a year. I'd like to get to the point where I'm doing that really soon. But I want to start with 250 a month and do a Roth IRA. And I've already got it set up how I'm going to do that after talking to you, Zach. <laughs> so um, I looked into it a little bit more, and then I talked to my mom, who does my the family business books. So she told me about it. Um, so I'm going to do that. Also, by the end of next year, I want to have my second house finished. And I want to be renting out... Our first house, Tim and I's first house. Uh, I want $25,000 in my house fund. Probably going to live with my parents for the next year, just because I don't have any problems right now with them. Um, Besides smoking in the garage. Besides smoking in the garage. (laughs) Um, But otherwise, it's pretty easy living here. And then I want to pay off my snowblowers, trailer, and any snow supplies for my plowing business. That I'm hopefully starting when it snows. What are you plowing with? I have two snow blowers and a little trailer. <laughs> Shovel and muscles. a couple shovels. It's true. Yeah. I was there when he bought them. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah. So those are the financial goals. My educational goals is I want to complete six more classes for my master's program. So I'll have two left by the end of next year. Also, an educational goal I put under that I put uh, begin a combat course. So I've talked about this before, but do like a jiu-jitsu class mm-hmm. or something. That'd be sweet. I would love to start jiu-jitsu. Yeah. That'd be fun. It so, is a good... It, I've done once, and it is interesting, but you got to be at least a little limber. Because sometimes they put you into position. I'm, I was putting... I wanted my little brother, and I had to put him into a headlock, and my leg just couldn't figure out how to get around it and he's like no move your hips this way it's like i can't move my hips this way i can't i'm not that limber mm-hmm. you, know, you got to be at least a little limber but it's not too bad i think limberness more comes with stretching well yeah so 
that, that can be remedied though. So I think all those are pretty attainable. I'm kind of on course to read those, or to hit those. My next goal is read a book a month. And that I think I'm going to struggle with because I have a hard time. Read a book for fun or read a book in general? Any book. Just Any a book, book in okay. general. So if it's for class or something like that, then that counts. Yeah, but my classes, it's all journals and educational articles. Okay. It's pretty dry stuff. I also really want to read that... Uh ownership book by Jack O'Willick. Yes. Yeah, when I finish it, I'll, I'll give it to you. Um, then my fitness goal is bench. Bench 315, which is three big plates. Deadlift 405 and be able to do 30 pull-ups in a row. Oh, yeah. But I'm um, pretty close to the bench, all right. Well, I, w- I was pretty close to my deadlift goal uh, before COVID hit and then COVID hit. And I lost most of it. But, uh, my deadlift goal was like... It was over 300. It was probably 315. It's what I'm going to shoot for. Yeah. I'm making that an official goal. 315 on deadlift. Okay. Then my last two categories are church and travel. Mm-hmm. So for church, I want to tithe 10%. And then volunteer two Sundays a month. And then travel, I put, I want to go on a hiking trip. Come with me and my brothers, man. We do hiking trips. Do you guys? Yeah. Yeah, I'd love We went to, to Glacier National Park one year. Really? Yeah, they That's went to sweet. Banff another year. I didn't get to go to that one. But we're trying for Yosemite. Okay. And then I want to do one other trip, whether it's like a Canada camping trip or a Europe backpacking trip. Oh, man. One or the other over the summer. One of those two trips. Well, yeah, you have your summers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we, we, we don't. <laughs> no. <laughs> Freaking teachers. So what do you guys feel like you learned from the one-year plan? Was it helpful or useful? It made me really think about what I actually want out of my life within the next few years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was good to do a one-year plan instead of a five. Because one kind of put yeah. everything into a little more perspective and manageable perspective. It made it a little bit more real. Yeah. Yeah, I think it does make it real. I would really recommend, though, doing a five as well. Because a one-year plan, I thought for me, is like the immediate goals. Mm-hmm. And like the Roth IRA, I had to look into that. And then lifting weights, me and my cousin started doing those workouts so we could hit those. But the five-year plan really helped me to see what's my what is the trajectory of like my life where, where am I going and then you actually have to write it down when you have to actually sit and write it down it's harder than harder than you think it would be you know for the Roth IRAs is there are you using an app or are you using like through a bank How, you can do it through a bank but so with a Roth IRA you can invest a maximum of 6500 yeah it's also taxed when you put into it so it's unlike a 401k where you start taking out money in the 401k, it becomes it becomes taxed. Yeah. But your money, the cool thing about a Roth IRA is that it's taxed when you put it in, so when you take it out, it's just your money. Yeah. So if you have with your work like a retirement plan, the Roth IRA would be another fund that you could pull from. Oh, okay. It's usually through work then. Roth IRA would be your own. Oh, it's set. Work, you have one through work. So I have one with the teachers union, and then I'd have one with the Roth IRA. 
Okay. So my goal would be have one with my teachers union, which is pretty good. Have my Roth IRA, and then have my houses, the rental. That would be my income when I'm retired. Yeah. So I, what I understood heard is you're supposed to have as many sources of income as possible when you're retired. So you want more than just one. So I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get three. Yeah. At least. So how do you get it? How do you, how do you pay it? How do you apply for it? Is it a the Roth IRA? Yes. Well, so I know a guy um, who's a financial and like advisor mm-hmm. so I'm gonna do it through him so I'm gonna uh, just talk with him and then he's gonna set up my Roth IRA for me and then I'll just give it give the monthly payment okay. to that guy so yeah, with with the stock market and stuff like that there's like a bunch of apps out there Acorn Robinhood you know stuff like that so that's what I was asking is like is there something you know that kids today now can do yeah I think it's different than that. It's it's a bit different. Roth IRA, think of it more as a savings account rather than a stock market. Yeah. Uh, so you, you need to actually go physically talk to someone to set it up yeah. versus actually just investing through like Scott Train, Acorns, Robinhood. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so those are our one-year plan. Um, that was fun. I thought it was helpful writing those down. Mm-hmm. So... Okay, so the second thing I have is push-up challenge. Let's talk about <laughs> So I guess I'll start with that. My goal was to do two push-ups, 200 push-ups a day, too. <laughs> His goal was to do two push-ups a day, which folks. I did not do. <laughs> My goal was 200 push-ups. The first three days, I, I did it, and then I didn't anymore, so... <laughs> I just so my problem with it going in is I just get bored with push-ups because you have to do so many mm-hmm. before you get like a good Burn. and it's the same Burn. thing. Now that's just a pretty lame excuse, but I, I didn't do it. I don't I, know what you're talking about the bird thing. I burned on the tenth one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I feel like I have to do a lot before I feel it. Says the man with the most sculpted chest. <laughs> The most jacked one in the group. <laughs> they just get boring, guys. Oh! oh. <laughs> I was trying to do 200 push-ups a day because I'm an overachiever, and I got bored, so I didn't do it. I was lazy, and I didn't do it. Right. So, Peter, how do you do with a push-up challenge? Yeah, I failed with that, bud. Mm. <laughs> I already said that. Yeah, I know, but we didn't have it on recording. <laughs> so Peter made it one day, for those who are listening. No, no. I did 100 push-ups Oh, once. okay. But you did it five days or something. I did it for five days, but I only hit the 100 push-ups once. Well, you set your goal too high, probably, well, it was originally 40. It was originally 40. Exactly. But I raised it because everybody else is like, I'm going to do 100. Well, I'm going to do 200. Well, I'm going to do 100 too. And I was like, well, I don't want to be the bitch of the group. <laughs> well, Peter, I hate to break it to you. <laughs> You're the bitch of the group. <laughs> that's definitely not true. He's got the biggest truck in the group. And yeah, that's true. He's not compensated for anything. He goes bow hunting. Yeah. You man. I don't even know how to shoot a bow. Wes, how'd you do with the... Uh, I had lots of good intentions. (laughs) Good intentions paved the road to hell, man. And you know what? Mm -hmm. That's what matters. (laughs) Participation trophies. I participated. No, um, yeah, so 
my original goal was 50 push-ups in the morning, 50 push-ups at night. That way I get 100 all day, 100 in the day. Uh, that happened on the first day. And then the second day, I, you know, I got in the shower, got into bed. I go, oh, I forgot to do my push-up. I don't want to get sweaty. I'll do them in the morning. And then I proceeded to do that every single day for two weeks. So Ouch, bro. Yeah, it was, it was terrible. And by the time, like, because went on vacation and then got back... And I'm like, you know what? I can start this. I'm going to bed. That seemed like a fun, <laughs> that seemed like a fun vacation. Oh by my the way. gosh! Uh, went over to Las Vegas for visit family, Ooh. and um, yeah, we went hiking. Um, the first day we climbed, it's called Mount Charleston, and it's like 2,000 feet, um, and just gorgeous pictures. I mean, the the days were just beautiful. It was. It started out at about 70 and sunny, and, like, it got colder every day, and then it ended the week at, like, 55, 60 and sunny. So it was just stupid perfect for hiking, and the views were beautiful, and oh my gosh. So you failed the push-up challenge? Yeah, but I climbed (laughs) 10,000 feet total. (laughs) So so I feel good about that. Zach, how'd you do? Um, Major failure. Uh... Like Peter, I only completed 100 full push-ups on one day, and I didn't even do 100 full push-ups in one sitting. I did it throughout multiple times throughout the day, mm-hmm. but I did it for about five days. Okay. Um, then the other days are about 60, 40, and then just no. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean... Well, I mean, it sounds like you had more success with it than we did. I mean, you did it for five days, right? Well, it wasn't five consecutive days. Yeah, but still, I was more it, than it was I did it for three. Um, but it it was a challenge. It really was a challenge, and I I didn't make it. But I'm super glad I did it because that's three hundred push ups, three hundred three hundred fifty push ups I haven't done before. So yeah, because uh, I remember the, after the first day, I was like. Oh, back and my triceps are hurting and I don't like this mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, no it was it was a humbling experience to see and realizing hey I made this a challenge for myself and I knew it was going to be a challenge and even though I didn't complete it I do feel good about actually doing something that I haven't haven't been doing so well I'm glad you said that because <clears throat> I was really like today I woke up and I was so discouraged because I didn't do my push-ups and I didn't finish my book and I was just like is, there, is this group even benefiting in any way and I was just really discouraged so I think that's a good way to look at it mm-hmm. the other thing is I, I don't know if you got you know when we changed the color filter on our phone mm-hmm. well my phone's still black and white and my uh user time is down to like an hour 15 minutes a day for the last three weeks so there definitely are some good things that are coming out of this um so that was like one of the highlights for me it's the small wins like especially when you're starting out i i I keep having to remind myself just not to be hard on myself and give myself grace even when i do mess up like for instance with this push-up challenge and with the color scheme because my phone just resets itself every day with the color scale so oh, I can't do that. So uh, uh, I fell short on that. Like my screen time was up, but it was noticeably less. So this past week, because I had family in town. Yeah. But that was so. So it was nice. 
So with the screen time, it did go down, but the color scale, I wish it could have stayed gray, black, and white. Mm -hmm. More mute colors, but man, that that's a big lesson I've learned this week is just giving myself grace when I'm trying something different and I'm trying to be better and acknowledging it's okay to fail at it as long as I keep going with it. So I heard something interesting. I was listening to Jordan Peterson podcast, and he talks about in like throughout stories throughout history, um, the savior. He says something like the savior usually starts out as the joker or the clown, like the, the, the fool, you know, the story. And he said that actually makes a lot of sense because if you're going to try to take on anything new, you got to accept that you're going to be a total idiot the first time you do it. Hmm. Like if you want to write a book, his main advice to you is write a crappy first draft. Just write it. Just type it all out. Write it up. Let it be really crappy. And then have people read it. It's going to be terrible. But anything you take on that's new is going to be really, really bad. And you have to embrace that it's going to, it's just, you're going to be the clown, you know, to start off with. It's being okay with willing to to suck at something. Are you willing to suck at something yeah. first? Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's a good perspective on it. Okay, so push-up challenge, we sucked at that. <laughs> um, we're going to have to come up with a new challenge for this coming week, but we'll put that off till the end. Uh, the other thing I wanted to do real quick before we got to today's topic, which is big tech, uh, is talk about checking on the books. So we all started a book. I'm doing the Jacko Willink Extreme Ownership. I read like another three chapters, so I'm about halfway through. I should be done by now. But I'm about halfway through with it. So I read a little bit the last two weeks. But again, I'm still hoping to finish that. How'd you guys do with your... I read about maybe ten pages. It's just yeah. so dense. Yeah, yeah. Dense. yours is great. Uh, what was it again? Marcus Aurelius. Marcus Aurelius. Meditation. Oh, Good stuff, man. Super awesome stuff on stoicism. And uh, I don't like what father figures and how, how they portray themselves. But man. Hey, Google, what is stoicism? <laughs> that doesn't work, stupid thing. Basically, stoicism, think of... When you, when you think of stoicism, think of... Uh, think of like you're spraying a massive layer of Teflon on yourself, if you know what Teflon is. Mm -hmm. And just not letting anything get to you. Like, everything... Everything the world throws at you... You take it in, but you let all the negative stuff bounce off of it. You don't have a reaction to it, towards it until you think about what actually just happened. Mm -hmm. Wes, how'd you do in your book? I finished it. Did you? Yeah, Did you? Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's. It, I was thinking about it, and I was like, is this the first full book I've read since high school? And then I realized, no, I read a book for class. Um in college one book when I should have written when I've read like a bunch of them but um I think it was the first book I've read for fun that didn't come with pictures um since probably grade school nice so and then I grabbed another book from my little brother's collection because he is a reader mm -hmm. so I've just started uh, Lone Survivor by Marcus Luttrell sweet so another military book um mm -hmm. you know based off the movie which I've already seen or mm -hmm. The movie's based on, yeah. so I yeah, started that. I think I'm a 
chapter and a half in, so hopefully I'll be moving on with that. But I, I kind of like it. Kind of like it. I'm proud of you because you said like six or eight months ago, oh, I'm just not a reader. I hate reading. <laughs> you know, I I like, so far still do, but yeah. I really like what what's going, what's, what else is going on. Yeah. So my imagination seems to have expanded a little bit. Yeah. My, my sleep is better mm-hmm. because I'm not looking at my phone right before I fall asleep. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm reading. I'm letting my mind decompress. So I, I like what else is happening, not to mention, you know, the story that I can picture in my head. Well, that's exciting for me. I'm really encouraged by that. Yeah. yeah. I'm really encouraged by so that, So it's like, even though I, I did fail in the push-up challenge, mm-hmm. you know, it's yeah. like, but I, but I read my book. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Wes, I wouldn't have counted on you to bring us through the reading part. <laughs> I struggle with that. If you would have told me even three months ago, it's like, hey, you're going to be the first one to finish the book that you you said you were going to read. Hey, man. I was, I was the master. Said, you are fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so Peter, top that. <laughs> <laughs> Can't. <laughs> uh, I did. I think I wrote another chapter and a half in my book, but like my book is so like even that didn't make me feel good because it's like a pamphlet. That's yeah. how thin the book is. Yeah. Compared to everyone else's book, it's like a quarter of the size of everyone else's book. Well, sometimes those are the best books, though. They, it's a really good book. I just, I just don't read. Yeah. <laughs> Train your mind, man. You gotta learn yeah, to read. I got to. I got. You know, maybe that should be our challenge. Keep our devices out of our room. Ooh. That's an interesting challenge. Go yeah, back to an alarm see, clock. And I like keep that. Your electronics out of your room. That's... I like that a lot. Another one that came to my mind was like writing an essay a day. Could be how you're feeling. Calm down. <laughs> but I like I the writing. I <laughs> see. I just need the write because, like, my, my thoughts are so I don't know discombobulated and never well thought out. And I, I have a hard time articulating myself. I think that's really good. The other thing is we could have we could have two of us do one one goal and two of us do another goal yeah. too. Because not everybody wants to sit and write an essay. Well, but I would love that. <laughs> you know, like I, I like if well, I can get maybe the time. maybe not an essay, but if we started like journaling or something, like yeah. one page a day. It doesn't even yeah, have to be yeah, like a three or four page. page thing. Just you know, one one half sheet, one full half sheet. I mean, whatever. This might surprise y'all, but I have done that in the past. Yeah. And it's amazing how fast you can fill up a page when you start writing everything that's going through your head. Mm-hmm. Especially and, when you're using multiple and, lines. And not only letters. that. But when you sit there and you're writing it out, all of a sudden things that you thought were issues, you just don't you don't feel bad about it anymore because it feels like you said it. Yeah. You're not holding it inside anymore. Yes. I heard another Jordan Peterson thing on that, but I'm not gonna talk about it. <laughs> oh, Jordan. Yeah, he's like he's a religion. He's like my intellectual Jesus. Man. I love that. He's, guy. he's one of like today's modern thinkers, man. Yes, he is. So, um, our topic for today is big tech. Before we get into that, though, I did want to talk. So, the podcast is about being a man in today's increasingly feminine culture. So, Jordan Peterson, what he said, what I heard him say today is um, the pill is the biggest. One of the biggest shifts um, has caused one of the biggest social shifts in human history. 
mm-hmm. that women now have control over their reproduction. And what he said is when a woman is ovulating, if you show her two pictures of two different men and one guy's got a wider jaw and the other has a more narrow jaw, during ovulation, they find the guy who has the wider jaw more attractive because they, he's more masculine and strong. So like our evolutionary biology. I've heard this from other people too, not only just Jordan Peterson. That's good. That's encouraging. But uh, there's mm-hmm. a guy named Rollo Tomasi. Uh, mm-hmm. That's his pen name. But he actually had a seminar. And he actually had the data of the bell curves of how that actually happened. He had one when women were ovulating and one when they weren't. Yeah. And when they're not on that cycle, they want the person who's more effeminate, who's more caring and nurturing. Yes. Then when they're ovulating, they're just like, oh, I'm horny and I want, I want the best genes possible. Yeah. And I'm glad you said that. Yeah. I'm really glad. Super interesting because... Now that women have the pill, they don't often experience their periods at all. So the guy with the narrower jaw, the more feminine, the more like emotionally in tune, I guess. I'm not really sure. But the, those the guy men are looks more, more emotionally in tune. Yeah. He's yeah. the guy that they run to now. Yeah, but it's so he Peterson even admitted, he said, I haven't done a study on this, I haven't looked into it. He said, But my initial thought is the reason men have shifted to this to more feminine type male is because women find that more attractive because they have control over their reproduction whereas in his never in history have they before been able to do that so i think that's a lot of why we're seeing this struggle of men becoming more feminine and we feel like we're almost battling against that mm-hmm. all the time and that um it is hard to be it's hard to be a, a man like a manly man and not be seen as a dick. <laughs> yeah, like a, just an a, asshole. A dumb jock. A dumb jock or a chauvinistic, yeah. you know. Whereas really, I, I don't really think that's what it is. But I think that's how it's portrayed. But anyway, I heard that this week and I thought, that's perfect for our podcast. I really felt like that was the probably the central issue of why we're struggling with what we're struggling with. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really good. Anyway, so our topic for today is big tech. And um, we talked about watching The Social Dilemma. Who's all seen The Social Dilemma on Netflix? I've seen about three quarters of it. Okay, so you've seen it. I've seen it three times. You guys haven't seen it yet? Okay. I don't have Netflix, so that doesn't help things. Um, So basically, it's just big tech problems. What are the problems with big tech? That includes Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Apple, um, all these big tech industries. And what do you guys see as being the issues and how can we as men fight that? Because one of the things we talked about as being a man is controlling what you can control. We can't control Facebook. We can't control Google and how they run their companies, but we can control our sphere of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to kind of get the conversation started, I wrote down some of the problems with big tech. And I remember after watching The Social Dilemma, I was thinking, man... Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg and Google, like they are the devil and they're so bad. That's not what Jaron Lanier thinks. Yeah, that's the guy. That's the genius dude, right? Mm-hmm. And he said that then. He said his goal isn't to destroy Facebook or, or Google because they're good tools. Really what I feel like is a problem with our generation is we don't take on responsibility for yeah. things. So yeah. it's like we want we want to, oh, well, it's their fault. They, they try to use things that... Um, we're addicted to and take advantage of us. 
okay, well, yes, they do. But we also have a responsibility for ourselves. So I think there's a line there where we have to take responsibility. But at the same time, my problem with the big tech industry, and this is the first thing I wrote, is just their dishonest info gathering. So they're gathering information on us and creating profile, profiles of us, but they're not telling us that. And that's my problem with it. So I do think it's up to us. If you're on Facebook six hours a day, this is your problem. You're letting, you're letting yourself be addicted to it. But at the same time, Facebook and Google are not being honest with how they're using your data. So that's my problem with the big tech industry, is that they're not telling us. And I think people need to be educated on it. Now, if people don't want to do anything about it, they don't have to do anything about it. But I think they should at least be upfront and honest. So that was my main issue with the big tech. Yeah. And one, one thing I've noticed is just how attached you get to your device because of social media. I mean, I've, I've literally been in the kitchen, like, cooking dinner, stopped what I was doing, gone back, grabbed my phone just to stick it in my pocket. Yeah. Just so it's there. Ridiculous, yeah. Just so in case I have a spare minute, I can pull it out and get on Facebook and see what's happening. And then I sit there and wonder why I'm so angry and depressed all the time. Mm. <laughs> We're constantly filled with with news, with other people's successes, or, or you know, somebody's like, hey, I need you to pray for this person, so a depressing problem. We're so... Overstimulated is the word. Yeah. Well, and, then, and then, too, there's a rising trend on TikTok of these people sharing their depressing stories. And people are getting mad at them for showing that. Showing their real life and their depression and all that. Because it's just, they're just spreading drama and they just want attention and, and all that. So it's, it's like nothing you do is good enough for social media anymore. Yeah. No matter what no matter what it is, no matter why you're posting that. Well I think the problem with that is because people really don't have human connection anymore. So right. I think there are some people who are genuine when they post those things. I think I think everybody that well, for the most part, everybody I've seen anyway, I think for the most part they're very genuine because they don't want anybody else to fall into these same traps that they're in. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to use their own issues and their platform as a way to help others by being open and upfront with what they're going through and all that. But um, yeah, it's it's just weird. I think my biggest problem with social media is it's created what seems to me and like my own little my own little term it's created this attention economy yeah what can I do to grab your attention and even though people with the best interests at heart are sharing their stories their their stories in mind are always always thinking or has in mind what can I do to grab these people's attention so And I just, I, I, I'm really unsettled with the idea of posting to help people, but that's your livelihood. And if you don't, 
fulfill your livelihood of like satisfying that need to get more and more that just creates a void that you need more and more and you're never going to be satisfied with anything yeah so I guess what the whole main idea is is creating an attention economy that's completely worthless for other people's time who aren't the person selling that idea mm-hmm. yeah well because it's misplaced I mean mm-hmm. you, you post your problems on social media I'm sorry but nobody on your social media gives a shit about your problems really they don't who are the people that care about your problems? Well, it's your family and it's your closest friends. I'm not even talking about your friends. I mean, they're friends that you're actually close with. Yeah, there's different yeah, acquaintances I, and friends. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think the, the genuine problem is is that most of the, again, most of these people that I've seen, they 100% believe that their family is being cold-hearted and judgmental and all of that. And that their following and their fans are the people who truly love them and care about them. Yeah. Which is sad. And because wrong. it doesn't it doesn't take much for you to go, Oh gee, I'm sorry you're going through that. Hope you're okay. And then they think, Oh, this person I've never met, didn't even know existed. This person truly cares about me. Meanwhile, you know, your mother and your father, the people that literally gave you life you think they don't care about you? That's, I'm sorry, but that's ass backwards. Mm-hmm. You expect a stranger to care more about you than your own parents? Yeah, that's that's my biggest qualm with social media, is the attention economy that it's created. Yeah, yeah I like the way you put it in that it's not benefiting anybody but the poster whoever's posting status it, it doesn't actually benefit and actually really in reality I don't think it benefits whoever's posting it no they're hurting themselves with the way Peter just described things yeah because yeah. even if you get 30 positive comments of oh I'm praying for you I'm thinking about you I'm helping you and then one comment is go screw yourself well, what's going to stand out to you the oh go, go screw yourself because these people they get thousands of you're such an inspiration to me I'm so sorry you're going through this. You know, I'm praying for you. I hate blah, that. Blah, 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 blah. And then the one comment they always pick out and always respond to is, why are you posting this on here? Nobody cares about this. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then they just, you know, they have to make a video on how upset they are because this person was so upset. So what stood out to me with the social dilemma uh, documentary is they followed the life of this girl who's in middle school and she takes a picture of herself and then after she takes the selfie she puts all these uh, filters on it. Changes the color of her eyes and how big her eyes are and her lips and everything. I mean it just changes everything. Yeah. And then she posts this picture, this filtered picture on her social media and she gets feedback. So the feedback she's getting is actually not even a picture of her. It's a filtered picture of her. So what the, the social media industry is doing is it's taking away the identity of these young people and it's creating a new identity. So when they get feedback, it's actually not even feedback about them. Yeah. It's feedback about on a, a filtered picture of them. So they don't even have an idea of self-worth or self-value. And 
to me, I, I try not to make decisions based on emotion because the video is very emotional. But you, I see that with my students all the time and that they value their social media personality over who they actually are. And I think that's really detrimental. <clears throat> so what I wrote here is I said, business and technology have once again advanced to a point where they need to be busted up. So back in the late 1800s with the oil industry and the steel industry and the banking industry when these become huge monopolies. Too big to fail. And you literally had Andrew Carnegie and John D. Rockefeller and J.P. Morgan, who's more powerful than the president of the United States, who's voted on by the people. So you have these huge businesses who have become too powerful, and Theodore Roosevelt had to bust them up. Now, you could argue about how well he actually did that. But I think we're at the point, again, where Google and Facebook and Instagram and Twitter are at the point where they're so powerful... They need to be busted up again because they're doing exactly what a business should do. They're combining business and technology, and they're creating the most successful money-making machine they can, which is what they should do. But um, at what cost? But they have no moral compass. I mean, they're taking advantage. Now they're taking advantage of not only adults, but they're advertising to children, to like young, young people, and trying to take advantage of what they know about human psychology to make money. So yes, I think there's a point where we have to take personal responsibility. If you're on your phone eight hours a day, that's your problem. You need to fix that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, the big tech industries, they need to be broken up. And I do think that's where the leftist party, they have that right as far as Medicare and these the medical, Bernie Sanders, his message about, I hate Bernie Sanders by the way, but his message on the medical pharmaceutical industries is exactly right. They're too powerful. But the right has it where they talk about big tech industries and they're too powerful. And both of those things have to be broken up. Because they're Facebook has this message of our goal is to connect people. Is Facebook really connecting anybody? Yeah. No, no, no. A few people who are using it effectively, maybe, but the majority of people, no. Well, what you said about advertising to young kids, there was a, a small documentary I watched where the um, this girl, uh, this young this young woman, I think she was like 25, but she looked and with the filters looked 14 mm -hmm. with the filters, um, and they said, all right, let's 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 see how quickly we can get a pedophile to comment on her photo. And so they create a whole a whole profile, everything, posted a picture of it. The first comment or DM that was sent to her was under 30 seconds. Wow. She had, I think, over 100 of them in less than half an hour, mm -hmm. something like I, that. I, I did see that. Yeah. It like was, the, the, the dude ended up, like, she ended up, like, meeting the guy in a public place where they busted him. Yeah. No. It's it's just it's just scary because not only is you know social media dividing us there it's addicting us and dividing us, but it's also preying on us. It's helping yes. the predators prey on people that don't even realize it. Fourteen year olds don't think about you know don't think about this creepy old guy that's 
doing things to himself looking at their picture. Yeah. They're not thinking about that. They're just thinking, oh, maybe, you know, Susie will get jealous at this picture because she took Tommy or whatever. That's what they're thinking. So, so I think, again, there's a certain circumstance where the big tech industry is responsible for that. But at the same time, we are responsible as men with our children to teach, educate them yes. on that. That your pictures are not being used the way you think they're being used. Now, I don't know how you teach a 14-year-old that, but it is our responsibility to teach them that. But these young girls have this thing where you know, they can take pictures of themselves, their body, or these Instagram butt models or whatever. Where they, have, they take a picture of their butt, and then they have millions of people following them. That's never happened in the history of mankind. Like, that's not something that we even are designed to be able to deal with. You know? So, I don't know. That's a problem. My, my answer to social media is get rid of it. For me, personally. I don't have any social media. But, that can't be, that can't be the answer for society. Because we can't get rid of Google, for example. No. Like, what a great resource. What a oh, great man. tool. I don't want to get rid of Google. That's how I passed college. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, I don't know. So. We all had financial and physical goals, but we didn't have any spiritual goals. Mm -hmm. Well, let's talk about it. Let's figure it out. Well, not that we need to talk about it now, but, you know, we talked, talked about financial, which takes discipline, so mind, talked about body and physical goals, so body, but we haven't talked about spirit, and I think all three things are very important. Yeah. Well, we talked about that being a man. Yeah. Body, mind, spirit. And we failed to mention spirit. Mm-hmm. So, uh, just food for thought. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the other problem I have with big tech is censorship. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, really, that's the whole, issue. that's the central problem to this whole COVID issue. Mm -hmm. Is censorship. That's it. See, I saw a video the other the other day of a, I believe it was congressman, I forget who, but I'm sitting there on Zoom with Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, having like a live interrogation investigation thing and he brought up the censorship and he goes and he basically said look this is targeting basically what he said is this is targeting people with right wing ideas it's not blocking any of this stuff what have you got to say about that and Mark just sat there and stammered for probably two or three minutes trying to come up with an answer. Dude, that guy stumbles over some of the most basic. Like, are you gathering people's data without them knowing? Uh, well, well, I mean, uh, uh, you know, that, man, you know, yeah. yeah uh, uh, well, I hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> just having a really big problem. With I him. have an he issue with Link once in a while. Too. Like, have you seen yeah. how he drinks water? It's the most annoying thing on the face of the earth. It's literally. It's not even that. It's like that's a. Mm -hmm. And he sets, just, you know, sets the glass back down. I think the funniest picture I've seen of him is he was sitting in, like, the, the Congress room. Yeah. For, for one of those. And he had to have a booster seat. 
No. Did he? Yeah, he was sitting on a uh, like a cushion or something. Something raised him up higher. Is he short or something? I have no idea. I thought he was tall. I yeah, I didn't think he was short. I have no idea, but he was sitting on what looked like a booster seat, and it was absolutely hysterical. But, well, yeah. I don't feel like we made a lot of progress on the big tech industry. No, no. I mean, it's that's such a large issue, man. We could have one full podcast just talking. We could have three full podcasts about yeah. the big tech. But you could talk about Google. You could talk about Facebook. You could talk about teenagers and their reaction to it. You could talk about parents and how they handle their kids. You could talk, you could talk about the old tickety-tocks. Tickety-tocks. Freaking China, man. Yeah. The old tickety-tocks. And how devastated people were when they thought Trump was going to get rid of it. Which I thought was absolutely comical. But. <clears throat> Well, the good news is we're going to have Trump for four more years when the election goes to the Supreme Court. Oh, yeah. Amy Coney Barrett's going to push him over. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Get us there, Amy. Yep. I haven't been paying attention to anything. I'm just over it. I can't see it. It's gone to the court in Pennsylvania, Nevada, and I want to say Michigan. So video footage came out yesterday in Georgia. They... In Georgia, there apparently there was there's a voting facility where there was a water leak, oh, but there was no. no water leak, and they had video footage of four guys picking up giant suitcases, walking in, and continuing to count ballots. So I heard that they got video footage of that. They did. That's they now going to go to the lawyer because didn't Trump dismiss? Uh, it's wood. It's something wood. Kind. It's he. I heard that it, she oh. wasn't really dismissed, but she they kind of let her go to be her like the lawyer, like she's going at it from her own standpoint instead of being tied to the Trump campaign. Like she's still doing everything; she's just not tied to the Trump campaign. I would still say I don't really know much about it because I'm not following it. But anyone who says it's over mm. is selling that, it something. That man. fat lady ain't singing yet. She's not singing yet. Hey man, I think it's not over yet. All they need is either I want to say Georgia or Pennsylvania. Talk about a for scandal, it to go though, to the house for vote. Yeah, well, this is one hell of a scandal. If it's they proven. get caught, so here's the other thing <laughs> I heard from this lady at school who's very right wing. According to her, if they find out that there's fraud in this election, then Trump gets to be president for the next four years, and because there was fraud. He can technically run again for a third term. And because he's been impeached. <laughs> yeah. So these four, past four years don't count. Oh, no. Ooh. I was like, no. Please, God. <laughs> <laughs> Not again. Which, I mean, I, I am obviously a huge supporter of Trump. But at the same time, you cannot run okay. for three terms. I think it's the 24th right. Amendment. Two I'm terms. You, the ideal ballot. Dan Crenshaw versus Tulsi Gabbard. Oh, oh man, I don't man. know who I'd vote for. That would be a divided country right there. Oof. But at least we'd have somebody who's not. At least we would have two coherent, perfectly mentally sound, smart candidates to choose from. Yep. And that'll never happen. So <laughs> we're gonna get Bernie Sanders and. And, and therein lies why you will never see a ballot that perfect in America. Nope. 
Thanks. Thanks, America's general population. Yeah, I'm going to have to vote for Kanye West. Well, it's not even the general population. It's the politicians that say, no, we don't want Kamala. We don't want this person. We want Biden because he's a puppet. Biden got, I think, All cops are bad, so why don't you vote in the cop? Yeah. Biden got 14 million more votes than Barack Obama. Obama. That's Are you full kidding me? I'm, I'm not buying that. No. You never convince no. me. No, and Barack's like America's most beloved president. Yeah. Right now. Right now. But yeah. right, right now. Well, and there's a big old sign when you're going up, I want to say 90, Democrats for Trump that was in Wisconsin. Big old sign. <laughs> How many of those are there? Four? Well, <laughs> well I mean, it's like those people are like, you know, we're still dem- you know, we're still Democrats. We still want bigger government and whatnot, but there's no way in hell we can support Biden and, you know, his idea of taking away certain liberties and rights. Mm-hmm. That's because that's because Biden he's always been a stooge. And I said it the first time stooge. we got to He has been. <laughs> he's never like Great word. I said it the, the first time that we all got together before we were actually recording. But America has been a country for 248 years. Are we coming up on 250 pretty soon? Pretty, pretty close to 250. For 20% of that, Joe Biden has been in Washington, D.C. Name one thing that He's he has done that has benefited America. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you're too real there, pal. That's offensive. I'm you're pretty thinking, sure. You're thinking with common sense now. You stop well, that. We keep hearing about how great the 1994 crime bill was. That put more That's the very basis for all of the systemic racism we keep hearing about. Yep. It put more black males in prison than any other program in American history. And we keep hearing about the 1994 assault weapons ban. That lasted, what, a year? So I talked to this liberal lady at Guilford, and I told her, I said, look, the unemployment rate, the stock market, the American, it just, there's these Facebook posts of, like, it has all these things recorded of how America's doing, and the international, all the peace deals we've done with the Middle East. I said, if in four years we are better off and we're doing better, I'll vote for Joe or the Democratic Party the next time. Or I'll consider it. But I guarantee you, 100%, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. And what she said to me, she's like, I was glad that Donald Trump fought the battle with China, but he lost. At least he fought the battle with China. I mean, Joe Biden's been kissing China's ass for the last 20 years. I mean, he really has. Everything with Hunter Biden? I mean, come on. Oh, my gosh. So I, it's just these next four years, especially if we lose the Senate, it's going to be horrible. Anyway, so we what we got to do for this week is we got to come up with a challenge for this week, and then a topic for next week. So I think with the big tech, we had a topic. That's too big, though. We we need to narrow it down. We need to narrow it down. We need to come up with a way of how we're going to tackle it. So one topic you mentioned, Zach, was um, discipline. So I think we could talk about discipline, but there's lots of different avenues avenues we could take or aspects of discipline that we could talk about. I think we need to focus on what does discipline look like for young men. Um, 
So maybe let's talk about let's just talk about discipline in our individual lives. Mm-hmm. Okay. Should we should we do that next week? That's gonna open up a can of worms. Well, Better. I think it, that's what this is for. Yeah, yeah, I think it will. But the thing is, I mean, really, if anyone, you could ask literally anyone, say, "What are three ways you could improve your life?" And anyone could come up with three ways. Yeah. Because there are things that we're doing in our life that are detrimental to us. Um, but let's talk about discipline um, in our personal lives, but specifically. Um, let's talk about barriers. So come up with um, how are you failing? What are you not disciplined at? And then maybe what can, how can discipline, how can we use discipline to be a man in today's increasingly feminine culture? Mm-hmm. Something along those lines? That works. What was, the, what was the challenge that, for the challenges? So you mentioned essays. Essays. What was the other one? What did you say, Jim Peter? Uh, let's take you? all of our electronic devices and take them out of our room. Out of our room. So if you want to get on your phone or you your have tablet, to get out. you actually have to get up and get out of your room. Now, I realize most people in today's society use their cell phone as their alarm clock. You get an alarm clock. So, <clears throat> is this something that you could go to the store tomorrow and pick up an alarm clock? Or borrow one from your parents, because they bar- probably have one. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. See, my problem is... What the heck? Yeah, it can be a challenge, but... I don't know. I want to do things that you can build, build on. If we just do this for a week and then go back to it, what is the challenge for? I say we try it for a week because I think it's going to be challenging to have all of our devices out of our room. Well, Wes, what do you think of that? For me, it will be anyway. I I know it will because the first thing I do when I wake up is shut my alarm off and go on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't mind, if you guys want to do that, I wouldn't mind doing... I wouldn't, it doesn't necessarily have to be a whole page, but even just a paragraph. Yeah. Now, okay, so why don't you two, Wes and Peter, your guys' challenge will be no, no what? No phones in the bedroom. No electronic. No electronic devices. No computers, no tablets, no phones. No TVs. No TVs. Okay, so no electronic devices. So no alarm clocks is this electronic. (laughs) (laughs) Room? Biological clock strictly. (laughs) I could do it too. <laughs> I could. <laughs> See, that's the thing, though. I know you. Could. So, Zach, you and I. What What are we gonna? What are these essays gonna be? Um, I don't know. It could be topics on whatever you're thinking about. It could be that's topics a- on how you're feeling. It could be topic like so. So basically, just journal for a week. Yeah, journal for a week. One page. At least one page. Yeah. Good goal. Journal for a week. But I do like the no electronics. I just want I want to be able to make it into something for her. Mm-hmm. Well, well, that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that a week without it will kind of kickstart something that I can go maybe two weeks without. Yeah. Well, and it's the same thing with the you know the grayscale. You know, I 
to be completely honest, as soon as I got home and started looking through Instagram, and there was something that I couldn't decide, I switched it back and I left it back on again because I found it. Dude, it was too easy. I'm telling you, Wes, you got to leave it on the black and white. So I'll go through. So my, it's just your phone is so much less interesting. Yeah. So my screen time this week is right now I'm at an hour 23 minutes a day. My screen time last week is an hour 34. And my screen time the week before was 59 minutes. And I was at three to four hours before. Yeah. So... I just, I just don't let, you can't change it. I just don't let myself change it. And it's hard, like with text messages at first, it's hard to say, okay, where's my message? And where is theirs? But today, right before we met, I switched it back to color. It and I was confused. Like, I was like, did, okay, did, wait. Did it not hurt your eyes? It hurt my eyes. Yeah. And I was like, who's text? Wait, oh, those are my, it was just weird. But right. I just made so, myself so do I'm it. So I'm going to do the black and white. Yeah. And... No electronics in it. Okay, I'm gonna read. I'm gonna redo my scale right now. Yep, I'm telling you, man. Just don't. Just don't let yourself switch back. It makes such a huge difference. Because your phone, if you look at your phone when it's black and white, it's so dull. Like, Mm -hmm. there's nothing to look at. It's just boring. To be honest with you, I don't even know how to switch it back. (laughs) I haven't looked at the how to switch it back yet. I could probably figure it out, but I don't know how to switch it back. But that has been, it just has been a huge help. Because I love YouTube, but watching YouTube videos in black and white, it's like, yeah. I'm a big fan of YouTube. Yeah. See, my thing, my thing is Instagram. Because that's where I follow, you know, like that, my lifting coach. Yeah. And then. Well, Instagram's even better. Because Instagram in black and white, not interesting. It is so miserable in black and white. Yeah. It's the whole reason I turned my, my, the color back on. Okay, so our challenge for this week, no electronic devices in your room. Peter, you're doing black and white for phone? Yeah. I'll do it too. So Peter and Wes, you guys are just going to have the same challenges. Yeah. And then Zach, you and me will journal. I think it would be good if we contact every once in a while, maybe Hey, you Sure. So let's let's make sure we both stay on top of that. So let's do our challenge, and then next week come with um, how'd you do with your challenge? Did it, did your screen time go down? How did it affect you? Our topic for next week will be discipline in our personal lives. Um, is there another like fun topic that we want to do next week? So. Topics we wrote down as best habits, jokes, where to draw the line, fitness, guns, hunting. (laughs) Another topic is men's fashion. Another topic, I think we should save this for a separate day, is pornography. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we did big tech. Big big tech needs to be continued. Mm-hmm. Big tech, we just—that's something. Later. That's something we can continually talk about week after week after week. Oh, yeah. I figure how to get back to that thing for the change my color. Wes, we figured this out last week, but I don't remember how. Yeah. Do you have an Android? Yes. Go to uh, accessibility. I was just there. Um, visual enhancements. 
There's no such thing as this visual. Go to search in your settings. Okay. And it's just search visual enhancements. Nothing comes up. Um, Let's figure that out after we stop yeah. recording here. But um, I think one interesting thing that might be good for when Christmas season comes up is, you know, the five love, love languages. Have you guys heard about that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, one of them is gift giving. Mm-hmm. I think it would be interesting for us to challenge ourselves to give somebody who's meaningful in our lives a gift that is meaningful. So bullets don't count. So well, if bullets would, are meaningful. <laughs> I would greatly appreciate a box of bullets right now. Yeah. Well, like, I, like I've got a thing for my mom that I'm doing, um, but like maybe a thing for your parents or Zach, a thing for Ashley or something. But find a way that you're, uh, I don't know, something that's unique and interesting, and that could be good. Okay. Okay. So that's it for today, right? Yeah. Uh, plan on meeting next week. Absolutely. Yep. Sounds good. All right. So we'll talk about our challenge for next week and the downloads this week.